0: If you're thinking about becoming a stand-up comic, already in the comic game, or a comedy nerd, Behind the Bits is the show for you. Now, let's get Behind the Bits.
1: Hey, BTB buddies. This is a special edition episode regarding the Drop Comedy Club in South Bend, Indiana. Now, this may not mean much to you, but it means a lot to me because the Drop is where I did all my first open mics, and I had a roast there on my 55th birthday where we raised a lot of money for a great organization and met all the people that I know today here in this area who are all working hard on their comedy. And it's it's sad to me that the the place closed where the drop was originally housed and knowing that the last time I was on stage there was the last time without knowing it, it is kind of sad. But, but they are in a great new space at the Aloft Hotel in South Bend, Indiana. And I wanted to put this out because there have been a lot of comedy clubs that closed. I know that some of them will probably be purchased by somebody else but a lot of people who were passionate about the comedy business closed and that is not a good thing and i'm glad that uh jim and heather and max so i had jim and heather on the interview last night and max tidy is also a part owner they're three people who are not in it for the money they're in it to keep comedy alive and the drop has been a home club for a lot of great comics and they're opening up here on the week of April 2nd with Stuart Huff who's one of my favorites. He was actually my second interview on the podcast and just one of my favorite all-time comics is gonna help them open up. Get there if you can and if you can't, I mean if you're somewhere else, people listen from all over, if you can't get there then make sure that when your comedy club opens up that you get there because we need for comedy to be alive. We need for these clubs to stay alive. We need comedians to be able to do their life work. Just make sure that you get out there and support local comedy. So here's my talk with Jim and Heather, and it's a good one. All right, everybody. I am doing a special episode today because my hometown favorite comedy club is going to reopen, and it's a big thing because things are changing, and other things are staying the same, and I wanted to talk to my old friend, Jim, who actually was one of the first comedians I met when I first, first started doing stand-up, and is a co-owner of The Drop, about the reopening, and uh, Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing great. So, I mean, a lot of things happen during covid obviously and one of the things that happened is the restaurant bar where you were formerly housed closed and that's correct. yeah and that
2: when did that happen was that soon after or we closed well we closed with everybody else yeah in, you know early march i think our last show was we had a thursday night show which was unusual um but we had a you know we had one thursday night show and that was the last thing we had live no uh-huh. uh, at that point and um I don't remember exactly it was it was not it was after the summer it was sometime in the summer where when um Dee who was the who owns the uh the do drop in mm-hmm. um told us that that she wasn't going to be able to to reopen mm-hmm. um and we had no idea when we were going to be able to reopen anyway at that right. point um but thankfully that was early enough that you know we could think about what we were going to do. And, uh, you know, it's like, we're going to be closed. We can't be open anyway. So, you know, we have time to find a new location if we, if we're going to keep doing this and we kept the open mic going virtually and, and things like that. Um, and we're still doing the virtual open mic and we're now we're doing back to doing in person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, it gave us an opportunity to, to change and it sucked. Cause I mean, that was our home for a long time. Um, this will be, um, the ninth year. Yeah. Um, we had eight at, at the do drop in. Um, but you know, uh, and it, obviously it really sucks for, for DD. Um, uh, but you know, we, we, we wanted to keep the dream going because this is, it's a, it's a labor of love for us. We don't make any money doing yeah. this. We really don't, um, if somebody is making any money, I want to talk to them, but <laughs> and, you know, uh, it gave us the opportunity to to kind of pick it up and find where we were going to, where we we're going to go again. Right. Uh, and had, you know, obviously my partner had a, had a lot to to do with that too.
1: You know, that made me, it made me sad because you, you, you told me this a while back and I, it really made me sad because that means the last time that I was on the stage, the old stage at the drop was the last time. And that's, that's kind of a weird, icky feeling. I, I, you know, I, I would have, I guess I would have uh, enjoyed it more if I yeah, savored a yeah. little bit more.
2: I, I probably would have been there more often, you know, um, cause I live in Chicago Uh, Uh, so I, I can't be at the the club all the time. Um, but you know, I was kind of planning on, on 2020, you know, was going to be the year for, um, you know, kind of going out and doing some of that being spending more time there that summer. Cause, uh, you know, the, the first, the first year was just trying to figure out how to run the place. I don't have a lot of money, you know, like personally, like, so uh, I couldn't try the time. 2020 was going to be the year to do that, but that didn't happen. So. And here we have your partner.
1: Here's Heather, Heather. O'Laughlin has jumped in. So Heather, we have uh, we've recapped what happened to the Dew Drop, and uh, talked a little bit about how we're both a little bit sad that the last time we were at the drop was the last time we we're ever going to be at the drop. So, so wow. we uh, we we had a moment there. But uh, one of the things that I have found in doing all the interviews that i'm doing for this podcast is um so the drop is about it's probably an hour and a half hour and 45 ish from some parts of chicago and Mm -hmm. it's amazing how many touring comics have had their first headlining set at the drop uh rena calm talked to me about it she and she was one of my early interviews she talked to me about it uh for in length uh, you know how that was where you know they w- were able to get up and do the headlining because chicago is so competitive that you're it's really tough to get a headlining gig and i you know i'm wondering you know from the time that you guys started um Ownership of it. Uh, how many people have come through and had their first headlining gig there at the drop?
0: Ooh, I can count, I think, at least five. Our very first weekend that we booked was a, a first time headlining weekend. Um, Ray Hensley. Uh-huh. We've had several Chicago comics. Uh, Zach O'Ryan, who did the soft opening, oh, um, yeah. who headlined that his first weekend, okay. um, was his first. Headlining spot. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think several others that are specific from Chicago, but also out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. We've had a few <laughs> Yeah, we've had a few um from not just from the area, but from out, outside of um the immediate region that um figure to be the first headlining thing. And and that's kind of always been what we've been, you know, there for. Uh, obviously, we want to have established too, and we and we do. But um, we've also had a lot of um, you know first time or or you know people who were good enough and ready, but just it was hard to find a, an opportunity. And then once you get a headlining credit, then it makes it easier to get you know yeah. headline something else. So.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And you know, just as you know, the drop as a place to do comedy, the open mics and stuff like that. It's amazing how many people just in our area, you know, we've been able to watch them grow because a lot Mm -hmm. of them started when I did. Obviously, they were in their very early 20s or even in their teens uh, at that time, but and I was much older as I still am, but, uh, a lot of them are really doing stuff like DIY is doing stuff They're, You know, mm-hmm. they, they've got their thing going. So it, it's kind of making this Michigan uh, Michiana area kind of a little comedy place now.
2: Yeah. And, and on that subject, I mean, DIY, one of the founders of DIY is now also coming on as a partner with us, uh, Max tidy. So, yeah. Um, you know, and he has a lot of energy and he's a young, he's a young man. Yeah. <laughs> <A lot> of- <laughs> Heather and I are both about the same age, and uh, that age is uh, broken and tired. Um, yeah, yeah. he
1: has, he has a lot of energy. Of energy <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, Heather? I said we're profiting off of Max's energy now because yeah, we yeah. are tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So one of the things that has been a constant with the drop, uh, especially under your ownership, which is – something that's probably not as prevalent as it should be is you guys have always had a pretty good hard line on, you know, misogynistic stuff is a no, no, um, uh, homophobia stuff, transphobia, all that kind of stuff is mm-hmm. a no, no. And when you do it, you get a warning. And if you do it a couple times, you just don't get to play anymore. And, That, you know, I watched watched things play out because of that, and uh, yet you guys stood your hard line, and I really respected the fact that you were able to do that, but, you know, do you think that that attracts maybe a more, I, I, I hate to say woke, but does it a, a more, a liberally minded audience by doing something like that? So you get the people in there that you actually want to have in there.
2: Maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know that it, it has a huge effect on the audience because ideally they never noticed that that was missing in the first place. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and we do have a, a hard line, but it's, it's always, it's interesting. You know, it's like, I, do, I will not ever say no rape jokes. Not because I think rape jokes are funny, but if you're a, someone who is the victim and wants to talk about that. Yeah. Talk about your right. experience, that's that's one thing. Right. But if it's making fun of rape or something like that, um from that perspective then, you know, uh that's a problem. Yeah. If you talk about your experience being trans or gay or lesbian bisexual whatever, mm. uh that's fine, but if you're gonna to want to make fun of people, and if you're gonna make fun of yourself, that's fine too. But, right? You know, making fun of people, punching down is is a thing I always have. Yeah. Have a problem with. Um, and that goes for a lot of other stuff too. That, you know, has not, has not been socially acceptable for longer. You know, uh, mm. and things like that. Those were those are more culturally taboo for a longer time. But, right. You know, we and really about that,
1: you know? it's a little bit surprising. The you know I did a little bit more research and talked to other comedy club owners and stuff like that. And, uh, most of the other ones just don't really care. I mean, they're just like, let's do whatever. I mean, not everybody, but there's a lot of them that are still very old school and, uh, they don't care what's said. So, you know, bravo for doing that.
0: I would say that we have taken some heat, um, in the comedy community about some of our stances on that, but I've always, on the side of our job is to create a safe place for our guests yeah. and for our comics. And so I think what we've heard nationwide um, from other comics is that the drop is somewhere that, you know, that people know where we stand on those types of issues. Mm-hmm. And we've never told anybody that we have booked that they can't do a certain joke, but we have helped comics to grow um, from right. open mic experiences and invited some comics to, to not join us again. Um, yeah. based on that and, and I stand behind those decisions because ultimately what was happening was punching down. It was things that were hurtful to others. Mm-hmm. But there are comics that have talked about those topics and have done so well. yeah and that's what old comics that that think that they have some hot take, right when you have the following and the backing to h- take the heat, that will come when you try that joke.
2: Yeah.
0: Talk to me, but you're not there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they all think they're Lenny Bruce or George Carlin or something like that. And it's like, well, but those people were comedians for a long time. I don't know. Like, yeah. God, you were, you're a hundred years old. So you remember when George Carlin was the hippie dippy weatherman, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. He was doing really safe corporate kind of yeah. button down shit. And uh-huh. Then he became George Carlin. He was not funny, but he became George Carlin. Yeah. You know, later. (laughs) He became the one who you think of.
1: There's very few that just went right into it. I mean, just, you know, just went right into the total controversial stuff. Richard Pryor was, I mean, he was pretty, he was pretty clean cut button down when he He, first started.
2: Yeah. He was imitating uh, Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. When he started, which... (laughs) <laughs> respect you know um but and and same thing you know he was doing red Fo- and he was doing red fox stuff yeah um but sorry i have a cat that, hi kitty cat yeah okay so she we've been that. through
1: gloom and doom we've been through covid we've been through uh having to shut it down but it's coming back it's like the phoenix it's rising so what's going on where are you going and
2: what's happening uh you want to talk about the new space heather because you're there more often
0: <laughs> Uh, I I will. We are so excited about the move to the aloft Hotel. And I I don't know, did you get into how that came to be at all?
2: No, just what happened, you know, when we had to shut down. Yeah.
0: So when we found out that we weren't going to be able to go back to the dew drop, we reached out to downtown South Bend and said, Hey, we really want to be downtown and we would like to partner with you. Is there any way that you can help us in, in working on opportunities for a new space with a similar layout that we had with Mm -hmm. the dewdropper, similar agreement. And so, um, Amy from downtown South Bend helped get us in contact with the aloft. She sent out a a lengthy email that said, this is what they're looking for. And the aloft emailed us back within a day. Mm -hmm. And we started those conversations and, um, we are now, um, our regular home will be there. We Our soft opening was in that event space. Um, right now with COVID restrictions, we're limited to 46 seats per show. Um, as restrictions lift, we'll have opportunity to expand on that and at some point, um, when we are able to access the full event space, we could host up to 250. So oh, that's great. there's some great opportunity to, yeah. to bring some bigger names in um, for, for bigger shows.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And the Aloft has always been a kind of a cool space anyway, because Lisa and I used to go watch music there quite a bit. Just, you know, we'd go grab a beer somewhere and then. When there wasn't anything left to do, we'd go there, and there was always somebody playing music on Friday and Saturday nights. So that's it's a neat space. I haven't been in the event space, but that seems like a really it's a nice place. I mean, gosh, the Dewdrop was uh, it, you know it was uh, it had it had a certain appeal. Um, it, uh, it had a patina to it, and uh, it
2: was it, did. It, it was what it was. It was, um, it was uh, Jack Cation um, talks about you want the place with the right kind of dank yeah and, and was the right, you know, like the back room it was it was low it's a low ceiling yeah um which is good for comedy you know the brick walls you know the sound just kind of bounced off the walls it didn't get it didn't get absorbed by plush carpeting or anything like that it, yeah. was, it was it was perfect for comedy it really was but you know obviously times change and um, we didn't want to pursue getting a liquor license and running an actual bar. Yeah. Uh, so you know this this was a this was a nice middle ground between between that and 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 where we are now. Well, that's a real win win for them and you. Getting getting closer to downtown,
1: there's obviously more traffic and people will be, I guess, more willing to go go there than uh, uh, across from the jail uh, and. <laughs> And stuff like I,
2: I, we're I, across from a courthouse now so we went from jail to a courthouse
1: yeah, yeah I, I never i never felt uh, uh scared there but uh you know i'm a very large man so it doesn't matter um i'm uh i'm totally stoked did, did i see that uh Stuart huff is your first
2: uh yeah. first real opening headliner yeah yeah um you know when we were talking about who we were gonna have we we're like well we want somebody who people know uh in the area but we also want somebody who feels like you know they they're part of the drop family yeah the ways and stewart's always been a personal favorite and you know he's whenever i say hey do you want to come through and he's like yeah sure whenever you know like <laughs> yeah you know like yeah we'll, yeah we'll do something and yeah. it's like you know, he's, he's the easiest person in the world to book because it's like, you want to do it? He's like, yes. And then he just shows up. So, you know, yeah um, and we, we, you know, we pay him and then he, he goes and he comes back, you know, it's <laughs> it's pretty easy. Um, but uh, yeah, he was, he's, he's a personal favorite of mine. I, and I wanted somebody, um, you know, special and also, you know, close to, close to our own, you know, like you a know, part of our family, like I said. so,
1: right. Uh, he, he's, a, he's he's one of my old. personal favorites.
2: Yeah. He's the weird he's the weird uncle of the Drop family. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much random, a lot of random crap in his house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you ever listen to his podcast, but he has a podcast all about the random things he's picked up at junk shops. Yeah,
1: Obsessive Curiosities. Yeah, there's some good episodes in there. And and I really relate to that because my grandma was an antique dealer, and Mm -hmm. she had some really weird shit. I mean, some of the stuff she had, she had a shop in Lakeville for a while, but she mostly did shows. But some of the stuff would come up. She's like, I can't even sell this because it's too weird, and it'll Mm -hmm. offend somebody. Stuart would have bought
2: that. yeah. Yeah that's yeah the, <laughs> whatever he'd be like show me show me what you got in the back room <laughs> like,
1: yeah well one of the things he showed me was uh a uh, picture of george carlin at working at a radio station he was he, mm-hmm. i don't think he was even a dj but he was working there and they, they caught a picture of him with uh, a group of people that worked there and that was that was way
2: before comedy days mm-hmm. yeah so that was neat yeah he's got some cool stuff the only, fight, the only disagreement I've ever had with Stuart is over a picture that he has that I'm convinced is haunted and needs to be burned. <laughs> <laughs> it's haunted by the ghost of a, of a dead person and it needs, to, it needs to go.
1: Oh, man. So being in an event space like that, you did the soft opening. Obviously, that's a little bit different than the typical dark, low-ceiling comedy club. How did that go over for you?
2: I'm um, pretty well. Um, you know, I think uh, it, it is different than what we had before, but as COVID restrictions, I mean, obviously the, the the ceiling is still big, but as COVID restrictions lessen, we can, you know, rearrange the space so it's more compact, which is what Just I Just
1: enclose it. Yeah.
2: Which is what I want. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where they have those air walls where you can split up the event spaces mm-hmm. and we're you know, using, we were using basically two two sections of a standard like, ballroom size place mm-hmm. um and uh you know i'd like to collapse it down to one and you know get 50 people in one space instead of in, instead of two right that's uh, cool for a regular weekend because it, it really i think that makes as much difference in everything but the way the place is laid out and you know it it it's still suitable like the light the, the chandeliers and stuff like that they have in there i just kind of feel like they lower the ceiling and uh, yeah it's a beautiful view um it's right across this really nice courthouse across the street. It's, yeah. it's a really nice view you know, compared to compared to um, the the brick walls. So.
1: <laughs> oh man, I, I remember before COVID hit, I learned a lesson because I was doing those shows at uh, Vegetable Buddies, and mm-hmm. and they just weren't going so well because the stage is like four feet high and everybody's far away. And then the last one I did, uh, Colton was on it. So I said, okay, everybody's on the dance floor. We, we have to do it from the dance floor. I had the guy do the lighting there, and it was a much different show. And I'm like, why, mm-hmm. why couldn't I have figured that out like six times ago?
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, makes a di- it does make a difference. A, tall, a short stage is better than a tall stage. Yeah. Uh, closer to the audience is better, you know.
1: Well, I found out no stage is better than than a tall stage so yeah, yeah that works better
2: <laughs> just depends on just depends on how much how how good visibility is with that no stage yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah it's not, it, it wasn't bad so um you got Stu coming uh and what's the dates on that april 2nd and 3rd april 2nd and 3rd and what what else have you got coming up you got anything that you want to
2: tease anything that is going to be big We, um, right now it's just kind of getting back in the swing of things. we got all the people that we had to cancel last year. Um, Mm -hmm. if they're they're back doing, you know, if they're back touring at this point, you know, we're, we're rebooking them. Um, so no, no huge news yet, but, um, I have a couple, you know, now that we have a space and things like that, we've been working on booking some bigger, some bigger names for, you know, middle of the week, one night kind of shows, um, special events, things like that. Um, And we've got you know we'll be back to once a once a week and or you know two days two days every week Friday and Saturday Friday at nine Saturday at eight and ten and then um, uh, we'll have uh, some probably some outdoor stuff during the summer. uh, Oh, nice during July. Yeah, because we cool during July because it's a dead time for comedy. But Heather and Max have been working on doing stuff outside. So um, hopefully in July when we have nice some nice weather we can we can have some. Downtown South Bend after dark uh and uh get some get some get some folks out there and enjoy that instead. Yeah, that's because indoor shows suck in the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to be inside. I don't want to be inside either. Yeah. I don't yeah. even be talking to you right now. I'd rather be outside. It's nice outside get, <laughs> we're done, going to go for a walk. So um just to let
1: everybody know, it's at the Aloft, and that's all one word, A-L-O-F-T hotel and you guys are in what when you set up people can find you pretty easy don't don't they have to um go up to a certain area
2: yeah so we have two spaces um depending on the week we have one upstairs and one downstairs okay um we'll be directed to wherever they're they need to go
1: okay cool and the shows are the shows you know the open mics are still tuesdays uh list goes up at seven
2: we're pre-booking them
1: now. Oh, are you? Cool. Yeah.
0: So we're, we're using Eventbrite tickets, you know, yeah. no-cost tickets for comics to sign up. Mm-hmm. And 15, 15 comics right now, I think, yeah. are able to um, book their spot through Eventbrite, and then that leaves some openings for our managers to do their spots. Mm-hmm. And um, as those COVID restrictions lighten we will open it up for tickets for guests to come as audience members so far um we've had two weeks that have gone really well and both weeks a few of the um guests from the hotel have just kind of wandered in and that's worked out pretty well because we were still within the spacing guidelines we didn't have to turn anybody away
1: yeah. and, and
0: it it's like they've had a good time
1: excellent well when my uh second grandbaby gets born maybe i'll get on Eventbrite and do the thing.
0: Perfect.
2: Please do. And I just want to reemphasize before we sign off though um that you know safety is our number one priority for this. Um we have all kinds of precautions in place, you know, uh lots of sanitizing stations, all the comics get their own microphone condom um to to keep themselves safe and uh you know all the staff is wearing masks, all the tables are distanced. So as restrictions lessen, I mean, I'm getting vaccinated soon. I know you've, you all have been vaccinated as well, but um, I'll have my vaccine on Wednesday starting. So I'll, um, you know, hopefully by the end of the summer, we'll be able to loosen that even further, but uh, at least for now, everybody who wants to come, you know, we've, we've set it up. So it's, it's as safe as safe as humanly possible for people to enjoy themselves.
1: Yeah. I'm really, I'm really just stoked that you guys were able to pull it off because you know, Thinking it was going to be gone was one of the big bummers of COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. glad
2: we got. Yeah, I've been I've been shitting bricks this whole time. Like, what are we going What are we going to do?
0: Tim, let's do this thing. We got this. And he's like, I don't know. Do we got this? And yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm inherently a negative person, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah,
0: we value each other well.
1: Yeah. Well. And yeah. I, I'm, Go ahead, Heather.
0: I've been continuing to watch the St. Joseph County metrics. So the percent positivity is continuing to drop Mm -hmm. and, uh, and our rating has stayed the same at that, that yellow um, rating, but if we see any spikes or there is any significant change, we are prepared to make adjustments to our schedule to account for that.
1: Cool. And we're, we're doing a really good job of va- vaccinating, too. We were at 10% a week and a half ago. So that's that's much better than a lot of counties. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Not that I'll be putting my mask away anytime soon, but, uh, you know. So
2: no, We'll keep some of that stuff even after the vaccination. Yeah, no doubt. Coming. Yeah. It's it's yeah.
1: really nice in the winter. I found out it was nice to keep your face warm. Um,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Where can people find, uh, first of all, the schedule, website, social media, and all that stuff for you guys?
2: The TheDropComedyClub.com. You can see it on the bottom of my uh, image there. And um, yeah, that right there. And uh, our Facebook as well. Uh, it's just facebook.com forward slash The Drop Comedy Club, I believe. I
0: think so. I,
2: I, I never look at it. Yeah, it's forward slash facebook.com forward slash The Drop Comedy Club. And same thing with the website. It's the drop comedy Excellent. Uh, but, uh, you know, schedule is posted on the uh, website. I'm going to update it with some of the people we just recently booked again. Uh, but you can buy tickets there as well. Um, tickets are still on sale for, um, the reopen the Saturday eight o'clock show is, is running low on tickets, but, uh, the other two shows just got uh, we still got room for folks. So if you're interested, please come check it out. Stuart is great. um, You can listen to him on uh, Spotify or something like that, too, if you want to check out who he is. One of my
1: all-time favorites. One of the things I'm going to do is, um, because I'm doing this stupid Twitch channel thing, is I am going to do a um, watching, uh, because he's got the whole... God, God hates Ann on yeah. uh, on YouTube. I want to do a watching. I'd like to get him to do it too. Do uh, just a, uh, like an M- M- MSTK three thousand, except for not diss it. Say how good it is with my son, because uh, um, that's the only way he can actually be on social media um, live is is to uh, do something that has nothing to do with his job. So I'm really, yeah. I'm kind of stoked about doing that so we're going to do that pretty soon so yeah stew stew is one of my favorites and one of lisa's favorites too
2: well you know come on out we'll uh we we'll be glad to have you if you're uh if you're get just get that grandbaby out you yeah know? just, just tell, tell him to run, tell him he, to hurry up he's
1: he's doing may so you know i okay. just yeah I, time. <laughs> I i ain't moving i ain't moving until then so right. yeah but it's been great to see you guys again. It's great that the drop's alive. It's a great you guys got a new space. I'm just uh stoked to see what goes on because I mean that i i I was like I said I was worried I was sad, and uh I'm still sad that the last time I was there was the last time I was there, but the new space will be nice and bright, and um, I won't worry about losing a tire in the parking lot and stuff, so that's cool. <laughs>
2: yeah uh parking. Parking.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah so <laughs> well jim and heather thanks so much for being on i'm gonna put this out as a special episode and uh because uh the drop's special to me so i will uh be glad to see you guys as soon as uh i know that uh i'm able to
0: awesome Definitely thanks great. for having us yeah we'll see you
1: soon. thank you